1: The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky's Station.
0: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Talks that aimed at laying the groundwork for President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's second summit continue. The top U.S. envoy for North Korea was back in Seoul Saturday to brief South Korea's foreign minister and its chief nuclear envoy on three days of talks in Pyongyang. Stephen Bigun describes those meetings as productive, but adds, we have some hard work to do before the second summit between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Vietnam's capital, Hanoi, at the end of February. The State Department says the two leaders will seek to advance the commitments they made at their first summit to complete denuclearization, transforming U.S.-North Korean relations, and building a lasting peace on the Korean Peninsula. Ben Thomas, Washington. A winter storm pounded Washington State yesterday, dropping close to eight inches of the white stuff around Seattle, forcing the cancellation of about 200 flights. Forecasters say another storm's on the way. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem, TC. From time to time, Salem, TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. The Northern
1: Alliance Radio Network continues next year on The Patriot. Tune in tomorrow for the closer edition of The Narn. That's with Brad Carlson. And don't forget about King Banyan over on Business 1440. You can catch the King Banyan show every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Replayed Sundays at 9 over on Business 1440 or listen online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. For today, topping out around 10 degrees down to 5 tonight. 2 to 4 inches of snow possible for Sunday with a high just shy of 20. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's
2: great to be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird.
2: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing—the show that is every weekend making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, ShotInTheDark.info, which, by the way, I should point out, celebrated its seventeenth birthday this past week on February fifth, fifteenth anniversary. No, seventeenth anniversary of the day I launched that blog and uh, a blog that I have been writing just about every weekday morning since then, sometimes seven days a week. Usually, I have to preserve some balance in my life. Uh, It's been pretty much every morning from 5.30 till 6.30 a.m. every day for the last 17 years. And I still love doing it. It's changed a bit over the years, mostly for the better, I think. But uh, certainly not as much as the Twin Cities blogging scene has changed since I started it and since this show started. More on that in a moment. Of course, this broadcast uh, is going on 15 years strong. Uh, we're actually officially under a month away from our 15th uh, anniversary on the air here. So uh, more on that uh, coming up shortly here. But... Uh Anyway, uh, by the way, this is the headliner edition. Brad Carlson, The Closer, heard every Sunday from 1 to 3. And King Banyan, every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. Together, we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, which has been dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio for almost a generation now. And that means we've been dominating Twin Cities Radio for almost a generation now. At least talk radio. Uh, the only kind of radio that really matters when you get right down to it. Anyway. So we had a tough election. By we, I mean conservatives and Republicans, but especially conservative Republicans, had a tough election this last November. And in the wrap-up to that electoral bad news, the following broadcast, I urged you, along with—I not I wasn't the only one, but I urged you uh, on this broadcast to don't give up, to take courage from one— absolute rock-solid inevitability. That inevitability being that the Democrats would overreach uh, like like a Grateful Dead fan going for the last bag of Cheetos in the the room at the end of a show. And they have responded exactly according to my expectations. The Democrats in St. Paul once they got there, basically tore into uh, the taxpayer, <laughs> the, the state's coffers, like uh, spoiled kids tearing into their Christmas presents on Christmas morning. And it shows, and it's showed in the electoral results. Now, if you there's only been one electoral result really since last November, but it was uh, one that you can take some, some courage from. Now, if you follow the Twin Cities media, You probably didn't hear much about it. It's not a. It wasn't treated as a big deal, treated fairly matter of factly, easy to do, by the way, if you're a Metro uh, Metro news reporter. But up in District 11 uh, this past Tuesday, Jason Rarick won the special election. And if I say so myself, he did it with a pretty impressive margin. Uh, Now, it was a four point margin. And it was reported pretty much as such by the Twin Cities media. For example, Brianna Beersbach from the uh, from Minnesota Public Radio, who by the way is a good reporter, uh, reported the facts uh, in, her, in her tweet uh, from the uh, from uh, regarding the race. She reported, "Quote: With 100 percent of precincts in, this was uh, Tuesday night around 10 o'clock at night. Uh, State Representative Jason Rerrick wins the Senate District 11 race with 52 percent of the vote to Democrat Stu Lurie's." a flip for the Senate GOP. So it was a 6% margin of victory for Jason Rarick. Now, in conventional terms, that's not a huge win. It's not a landslide, at least in terms of votes cast. But it was extremely significant for a couple of reasons. Number one, Stu Lurie, had he been elected, would have been the third generation of Lurie's to represent that general area in Minnesota here, his uh, Stu Laurie's grandmother, Becky Laurie, I believe was a lieutenant governor. Certainly she was a, a, a powerful figure in the Minnesota DFL Legislative Caucus uh, back going back to, I believe, the 1990s. I believe she was I want to say she was Skip Humphrey's running mate uh, in 1998. Brad Carlson will no doubt correct me on that if I'm wrong, uh, as he has a way of doing. Uh, but Becky Lurie was a, a powerful and important figure, and her son, uh, her son was a. I won't say Matt Lurie was a uh, fairly uh, powerful uh, legislator for quite some time, and in fact has left the legislature only because Governor Waltz appointed him to uh, an important state bureaucratic office, Ass- under the assumption, I think, that some other DFLer would win that seat, and and and, and I think that's the sort of thing that in a tightly contested minnesota state senate you have to know that governor waltz's people were thinking about rather carefully at the time uh, because had they held that seat then it would have been a one vote margin in the senate for awful lot of important issues tax issues omnibus uh, bills spending regulatory uh bills uh, gun control issues, issue, uh, transit spending, uh, of course, taxes and spending of all types. A one vote margin is a deeply uncomfortable margin when you have people like Jim Abler <laughs> as uh, in the Senate. One vote basically turns into no votes unless there's some very careful arm twisting going on. On gun control issues, a one vote margin Maybe a zero vote margin with Scott Jensen floating around out there, although Tom Buck counterbalanced him. So there's a one consistent vote, maybe two or three consistent Democrat votes against gun control bills. Well, that became uh, another vote further on they, they, uh, in favor of the Republicans on these issues. Now, Jason Rerick, uh has been solid on a lot of issues. We're going to come back to that, but Stu Lurie. I mean the idea that that in Minnesota politics that you can have a third generation uh, winner is certainly not uh, I mean, Minnesota Democrats are all about multi generational dynasties. We had three generations of Humphreys in this state, a couple generations of Mondales with all sorts of power don 't even get us started about dayton 's. The lorries had every opportunity to be that three-generation dynasty in Senate District 11 and throughout state government. I mean, Becky Lurie obviously blazed a trail. Matt Lurie is still on that trail working the bureaucracy. There's no reason to believe Stu Lurie shouldn't have won that race, especially given that, and I will point this out uh, <laughs> since it was pointed out to me. I had no idea that this was the case, but it's the truth. No Republican has ever won. The Senate uh, Senate District Eleven Senate race. No Republican has ever represented that part of the state in the Minnesota State Senate. Never. And so, when Tim Waltz plucked Matt Lory from the Senate to go represent, uh, to to go work in his administration, essentially, one has to assume. Given the closeness of the Minnesota State Senate and the way that redounds to the benefit of the DFL, especially the Waltz administration, one has to assume that Waltz and his handlers figured Senate District 11 would stay Democrat. And they certainly did their best to keep it that way. I am told by people who are working the district that the public employee unions, some of the trade unions, but especially the public employee unions and the big DFL nonprofits flooded the zone. They had door knockers working the district week in, week out in Senate District 11 over the past month or two before the special uh, month or so before the special election, uh, just basically flooding the zone by the dozens. The spend we won't know the spending numbers for at least in a uh, close to another year. I don't think, uh, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the DFL and the Lurie campaign and independent expenditures on behalf of the DFL and on behalf of Lurie and against Rarick outspent the Republicans and Rarick by epic margins. To, uh, sorry, Tony Lurie. I'm uh, I'm informed. That uh, the the former senator is Tony Lurie, not Matt Lurie. Good point. I uh, hard to keep them all apart without a program. Matt Lurie was uh, sent to Tony Lurie, rather was sent to uh, the the uh, bureaucracy. Don't know that there uh, Matt Lurie even exists. Maybe I was thinking Matt Lauer. Don't know. Thanks for uh, pointing that out. That, that was uh, Senator Ozmaek texting me on that. So back on track here. It's entirely reasonable to think that Governor Waltz and his handlers made that appointment on the assumption that the Democrats would hold that district since they have controlled it forever and since Democrats love dynasties. So not only was the race a flip for the Senate GOP, It was an underdog flip. I have a hunch the spending figures, when they do finally come out sometime in 2020, will show that it was a significant underdog flip in terms of uh, spending. And when you get down to the fact that the win was 52-46, that's a six-vote margin in favor of, of the underfunded Jason Rarick in a district that has always been DFL or Democrat, This should tell you something. People in that district, which, by the way, is up in the 8th Congressional District, are starting to see some of this overreach on the part of the DFL in St. Paul and are reacting. It would have been nice had more Minnesotans, especially in the metro area, seen this overreach for what it is in time to turn the election into less of a reverse than it turned out to be for the Republican Party. But, hey, better late than never at all. (laughs) So Jason Rarick's win, I I mean, one win does not a majority regain. Well, we do have the majority. But but there's a lot that needs to be pushed down to the House in this next go-around for it to actually have effect. But the fact is we now have a two-vote majority In the Minnesota State Senate. And given the vicissitudes of life that overtake these votes, two votes is twice as good as one vote. (laughs) It seems like uh, Captain Obvious has spoken and perhaps he has. But every extra vote you get is one little bit of insurance against <laughs> against the rot taking hold just a little bit more. And we need every bit we can get uh, dealing with the Democrat majority we have these days. So congratulations, Jason Rarick. You'll know them by their critics. And we had a little bit of news about one of Jason Rarick's critics this past week. It all ties in here, folks. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, the Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. Not
1: lie. Cause that human
0: man got such a hold over me. He's men who decides if I live or I die,
3: if I starve or I eat.
0: This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to HelpMeTerry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today.
4: Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. You own a local business or any business and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch, but you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm you. proud to serve in the United and States. And I am air proud air. to protect our country.
3: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
4: AFReserve.com. AM
1: 1280,
2: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 nine44 Hey, don't forget, Prepare and Respond is on the air tomorrow, 6 p.m. On our sister station, AM nine eighty the mission, our panel of security experts will I can't call them gurus, because of course AM nine eighty the mission is is all about the the, the, the the we can call them perhaps security missionaries, security ministers, security pastors is a good term, leaders, people who will lead their flock. Anyway, our panel of security experts will and they are, truly, uh <laughs> Back on subject, we'll discuss vital information and tools for protecting you, your employees, or your congregation, Uh, your students perhaps as well. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. By the way, the broadcast is supported by the great folks at Henningsen and Snoxell, which is a perfectly fine law firm, but just try and say that on the air three times fast. It's uh, where your broadcast training has to carry you through. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock, AM 980, The Mission. Uh, prepare and respond. Well worth the investment of time. Hope you can do that. Anyway, we're talking about Jason Rarick winning the uh, special election in Senate District 11 this past Tuesday, doing it with a pretty impressive margin, uh, six point margin, which the Twin Cities media called razor thin. But let's remember, it was a special election in a district, uh, that had been controlled by the Democrats since there was before there was a Minnesota, near as we can tell, as long as there has been a Senate District 11, it has been held by a DFLer, including uh, one member, or another of the Lowry family, Lowry family, the family. I don't know how you pronounce them. I believe it's pronounced Lowry, but doesn't matter. You lost. <sighs> What does this uh, by the way, this ties in with a number of other issues here, but congratulations to Jason Rarick and congratulations by the way, to the grassroots effort that carried him over the top in style uh, while the d I think the final record will show a the that the DFL and their uh, minions outspent the Rarick campaign by a multi to one factor the grassroots campaign was in fact uh on the, the ground in force i had a got a call from a friend of the broadcast pointing out that even the fourth congressional district put together a phone bank to call the district on behalf of Rarick. and uh, a number of other groups uh, participated strongly in uh, in pushing Rarick's campaign we'll we'll come back to one of those groups uh that came down in favor of Rurik and one that opposed him rather curiously in this past election, uh, after we go to the phones in Minneapolis, Pat, you're on the Northern Alliance radio network. Go right ahead.
7: Hi. Yes. I think I've uh, talked with you before, hoping that we could get people on the Republican side to donate with the PCR program, the political contribution refund program. Yep. And I got a call actually from the Democrats, um, wanting me to contribute to their um, PCR program on the Democratic side. Oh, my. Yes, they think I'm a Democrat because my son worked at a grocery store, and he had to be uh, along to the union, and we got all kinds of Democratic literature from them constantly and all kinds of invites to Democratic fundraisers and things like that. At any rate, this um, person who wanted the money said, I said, oh, I'm a senior, and it's going to be hard with the gas tax that Walls wants to be able to afford to (laughs) drive around and get my groceries, and it's going to harm all of us. And I thought the Republicans were for people that are seniors and disabled and so forth, and how are we going to manage with this gas tax? And the person I talked with said, well, he didn't know if Walls would be doing that.
2: So I don't
7: know what kind of clout he has. He's probably of that telemarketer. Uh,
2: they're they're improvising to try and not lose your vote. There's that's good news and bad. Is a apparently wasted uh, money. By the way, thanks for your call, Pat. There's also bad news in there, and this, this is bad news uh, that the Republican Party needs to absorb and respond to, and preferably jump ahead on here. And I and I know this because I've talked with some uh, Republican Party officials about this, about the level of data that the Democrat Party collects on people. Now, the Republican Party, and I've worked in in phone banks before, and I've worked with campaigns before, and they're doing well if they can reliably know which phone numbers they call still go to actual voting Republicans, (laughs) having sat it on a few phone banks where it seemed the majority of the people I called were hostile some days. Uh, it's improving, but it has been a complete. At times, it's been a complete mess, and in some parts of the state, I'm told, it still is. In the meantime, the Democrats are working the granularity of their data collection down to the point where they will know not just what houses are likely, what addresses on the street are likely to be Republican or Democrat or independent and potentially swingy, but what members in the House. In each individual address, are likely to be uh, reachable and 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 worth hitting up and questioning, and so that's why a, a union household will likely have one Democrat in it, but they want to go through and find the other members of the household, other people living at that address, and get the information down to that level of granularity, so they can call two or three people in a house and get them out to vote. And call another person or two in the House and see if they can swing the vote and maybe just not bother calling the Republican. They are getting information at that level of granularity. And that, folks, means get out the vote effort that is going to be hard to beat if we're still going at it like a bunch of Neanderthals, which sometimes it feels like Republicans do when it comes to handling data. But... We pulled it off this time, thankfully, and I, and I think there are moves afoot in the Republican Party to catch, hopefully, the Democrats at the data game, because data is everything in these elections. I, I mean, message is important, uh, policy proposals are important, issues are important, but getting people to the polls at the end of the day is is what separates the close wins from the also ran's and the not quite's. Anyway. Uh, but for today, it's all good. Uh, we now have uh, Senator-elect Rarick, who will be moving to the Senate. There will be a special election uh, to keep his House seat, hopefully, in Republican hands. That's uh, coming up in the future here. Uh, a number of groups, obviously, like I pointed out, uh, an awful lot of people in the 8th and the 4th, and I think some other Minnesota congressional districts, turned out volunteer staff. I know of people who drove up to the 11 to go door knock. I know a number of people who went up to up to that part of the state multiple times to door knock on their own dime on their own time. Uh, they weren't getting paid like the Democrats, uh, some of the Democrats were. Uh, they just did it because they saw rightfully that this was a must win race. I know some of, uh, some of, some of the advocacy groups in the Twin Cities and in the state of Minnesota came out in support of Lori to, uh, not of Lori, of, of Rarick to, uh, hopefully and as it turns out successfully get him, uh, into office among the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Uh, one of the groups that came out Excoriating Jason Rerick uh, was a group called Minnesota Gun Rights. Now, I've talked about MGR numerous times over the last five or six years. They are a group from Iowa that is active in—I believe when I say active, I put it in quotes because it's it's activity, but not really productive activity. If you're a Second Amendment advocate, in my humble opinion. But they are a group based in Iowa that runs quote, gun rights, end quote, groups in, I believe, eight or 10 states. Uh, The list is out there somewhere. Minnesota, Iowa, uh, Ohio, uh, they're active uh, in, and when I say active, I mean uh, active in their own way, in a number of other states. And I believe we're getting up towards 10 here. Uh, But they follow the same model in every single state. And we'll talk about that model in a moment here. But one of the things that they have done that is consistent with the model they have is they came out condemning Jason Rerick as an anti-gunner, as someone who would move to shoot down, as it were, Minnesotan's second amendment rights. They castigated Jason Rerick in their Facebook videos, which for those of you who don't pay attention to these things, is pretty much all they do. They make Facebook Live videos in which they talk about uh, how what a bunch of sellouts everyone who isn't actively sucking up to them are, in which they talk about what a bunch of accommodationist uh, uh, softies on guns, groups like the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, the Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance, the National Rifle Association are, on guns, as compared to them, who are the no compromise uh, group, the, the group that will never, ever, ever compromise, uh, and and by the way shows their lack of compromise by never, ever, ever meeting with the legislature, with meeting with legislators, by never engaging with them face to face, but rather focusing on what they call—and not just them—it's it's something of a of a fad right now in politics, the the confrontational model of politics, which has a place in politics, don 't get me wrong, but in the hands of quote Minnesota gun rights end quote basically is a matter of doing nothing more than saying nasty things about well that 's where it gets interesting. They say na a lot of a lot of nasty things about Republicans who, by the way, with one exception in the state of Minnesota, are exceptionally solid on second Amendment issues. And they say nasty things about the groups like the caucus and uh, Gokra and the NRA, uh, the groups that actually go to the legislature lobby and and beat back the bad legislation and, and support the good legislation, and they condemned Jason Rarick. Why is this a problem oh we 'll come back to that six five one two eight nine four four eight eight join us won 't you please The northern Alliance
4: We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives we've been told what to do with our investments, and now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com
0: question do you have a health insurance plan you are not happy with well Bethany and Jason thought they were stuck their plan just kept getting more expensive and Bethany's favorite doctor didn't even take that plan anymore and then some friends at church told them about MetaShare.
7: With our previous insurance, we were paying $1,200 a month. With Metashare, we now pay around
4: $600 a month.
0: Yes, they're paying $600 less per month, and that's a pretty typical savings with Metashare. And they actually like Metashare more.
7: I was able to go back to my original doctor that I absolutely loved. And it's just
4: been an absolutely beautiful thing being a part of MediShare.
0: Yeah, so they pay a lot less and they like it more. No wonder MediShare is growing so fast. Find out more. They're super easy to talk to. All you have to do is call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. I was thinking recently on
1: how much I dislike buying or selling a car or making any large purchases. No matter what happens, I end up thinking I got the short end of the deal. I have a sneaking suspicion that many of you are just the same as me. I'd like to let you know that if you have us in your home, we will not pressure you into anything. We will tell you what we see as your options, but we do not want you to do something that will give you buyer's remorse. Philippians 2 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call today at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net.
6: If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570. Online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. AM
2: 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget the February book of the month is Obstruction of Justice. How the Deep State Risks National Security to Protect the Democrats by Luke Roslock. It's part of the Freedom Fan Club, all the perks of a rewards card with none of the hassle the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more, including that February book of the month, Obstruction of Justice. The deep state risking national security to cuddle up to the Democrats. Anyway, 651 289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me, and I sincerely hope you do. I'm also on Twitter, hashtag Narnshow, N-A-R-N show. Show. Standing orders to the producers is always let people who have questions, who disagree, uh, who dissent from me through first, because unlike most Twin Cities talk radio, I relish a good argument. Because A, having a civil conversation is what makes democracy possible. B, I always win. So, 651 289 four, four, no, I, well, I do, but it's not about winning. I mean, at the polls, yes. Me, personally, yeah, it is. I'm 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 kind of competitive that way, but at any rate, it's, anyway, on subject here, folks, we're talking about um, the Jason Rarick race and uh, the Minnesota gun rights and their for the curious condemnation of, of Jason Rourke and pretty much every other Republican who
0: uh,
2: has been a, by the way, has been a pro gunner, a pro second amendment advocate, which counts for absolutely every person in the Republican caucus in both chambers at this point. other than Senator Scott Jensen, I cannot think of a single Republican who has stabbed gun owners in the back uh, in Decades. I mean, the Republican caucus voted on block to support shall issue in 2003. That's 16 years ago. And to the best of my knowledge, every single one has supported every single uh, pro Second Amendment piece of legislation and opposed every one of the anti's bills ever since then. The one exception, the one exception who. Is being worked on even as we speak, uh, Senator Scott Jensen. I mean, he he was wrong on some issues in this last session, and who knows? Perhaps he will develop some nuance in his position. He currently is is has joined with the I believe the the Democrat uh, meddling doctor caucus to uh, propose some. Anti-gun legislation, and for reasons that I think he considers to be valid, although they are wrong. I mean, he opposes he supports, last I checked, and this is subject to update. But he supports universal uh, uh, he, he supports red flag gun confiscation orders and universal gun registration. And by the way, you'll get your chance to oppose this two weeks from today at the Minnesota State Capitol. Uh, the rally to defend your Second Amendment rights, which is a production of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, is coming up. It'll be in the rotunda uh, at the Capitol. So whatever the weather's like, it's going to be there. Uh, it's going to be going on rain or shine or blizzard. We will be there. Well, I don't know about the blizzard, but. I don't know, February 23rd. I don't know. We'll have one anyway. Be watching the weather, though. But be there. I will be there. I will do what it takes to get uh, the show. Uh, <laughs> I will have a special broadcast, put it this way, that day. And I will be on the air one uh, down at the uh, rally one way or the other. And if you support the Second Amendment, human right to self-defense, I urge you to do that as well. Uh, it's a production of the Gun Owners Caucus and an awful lot of other uh, good, solid pro-Second Amendment uh, groups, politicians, uh, organizations, and people. And this is your opportunity to be there, to stand up and be counted, and let the legislature know who's really boss in this state, and to let them know firsthand that these polls that they keep uh, spouting about are, shall we say, misleading your chance to be stand, stand up and be counted at the Capitol two weeks from today. We'll be talking about that, uh, uh, shortly as well here in coming weeks on the broadcast. Really, actually next week on the broadcast is the only chance we're going to have. But by all means be there. Now we're talking about Jason Rarick. And his uh, surprise, I think it's safe to say, stunning upset win in the Senate District election, Senate District 11 election this past week. Uh, Credit goes to a lot of people, especially the candidate himself, who worked hard uh, (laughs) unstintingly uh, to secure this victory over the Democrat dynasty in that district. Uh, It's absolutely vital that this happened and everyone deserves to take a deep breath, pat themselves on the back and get ready for the fight to come. One of the groups was on the wrong side of this was Minnesota gun rights. And the fact that they still exist as all, as all at all is curious to me, but not confusing. And I, I think I figured out why this group still is active and present in Minnesota politics for now. And after this past week's report on channel nine, by the way, one of the least gun friendly stations in a city full of liberal media uh, fox 9 is always every time there's a gun owners rally fox 9 is always there looking for the most confrontational looking antisocial toothless uh scraggly haired uh loudmouths they can find to put out there as representatives of all gun owners. They do their darndest to provide good counter propaganda for the antis. Nonetheless, and, and you can be absolutely certain, I well, I can't imagine that anybody at Channel 9 thought that they were going to be doing law-abiding gun owners who actually want to do something useful for gun rights in the state. I can't believe they thought they were doing us any favors by this. But everything that gets the truth about Minnesota gun rights out there is useful. And I I think I know why they have the attraction they do, though. And and I'll make a personal analogy here. Uh, One of the hardest things people will try to do, if they try to do it at all, is lose weight. I can say this from some personal experience. For the first time in my life, I went out there actually trying to lose some. I've been gratifyingly successful at it, by the way. I haven't talked about it on the air yet, but I will now. I'm down about 75 pounds uh, going on 80 here, knock wood. Uh, I'm not here to give myself an attaboy, though. I'm here to tell you it ain't easy. It's the hardest thing. (laughs) It's one of the great first world problems, by the way. Uh, Losing weight is hard. And if you watch any late night TV, which I got to confess I used to, Late night infomercials are full of people selling miracle weight loss pills and liquids and plans that promise big results with none of that boring exercise and inconvenient dieting involved. They promise something for nothing except a credit card payment, of course. The only thing that you will lose is money, but no matter to them, they are catering to people's natural human urge to get what they want for the minimum of effort and the most fun possible. And what could be more fun than losing that pesky weight without having to hang out at the gym and without having to deny yourself the food you like? And believe me, I'm here to tell you, going 10, almost 11 months now without Andrea's Pizza downtown has been an imposition. But I'm also here to tell you nothing tastes as good as getting healthier feels, so all good. But there is a natural desire on the part of humans to get the most payback for the least effort they can do and, if possible, get the most pleasure from it. I think we saw that, by the way, back in 2012, 2008, before that, when you had a large outpouring of people who in their heart of hearts, were sincerely concerned about securing more liberty for people and thought the best way to do that would be by supporting Ron Paul for president. Now, I like Ron Paul. I support about 80% of what he says on domestic policy and about 30% on foreign policy because that strain of libertarianism is hopelessly naive. But this whole idea that... Getting out and voting for Ron Paul for president would solve all of our erosion of our liberty was magical thinking, because unless you get a majority in Congress and most of the states to support that same agenda, all you're going to do is have a president who has a bully pulpit that is only as effective as the legislature and the Supreme Court let it be. And so, yay, Ron Paul. I mean, he didn't go anywhere. Uh, he didn't have a shot at it. I don't care what his proponents say. He was not going to win the nomination, but for the rules of the convention. Not going to happen. But uh, the whole idea that he would have this drastic effect on liberty in this country was just as magical a thought as the idea that you could take some pill or eat grapefruit and recite a mantra and lose weight without having to go to the gym or change your diet at all. It's magical thinking. And there is something in the mind of almost every human being that is susceptible, in fact, indeed loves the magic that comes from thinking about getting big payback for not much effort and being able to have some fun doing it. And Minnesota gun rights caters to that human desire that feeling That you want to get, that you're not just defending your Second Amendment rights, but doing it with style, especially if the style you prefer is being aggressive about it, without having to do any of the boring stuff like organizing like phone banking like having to spend a saturday morning working at a gun show getting people signed up like getting petitions filled out like like calling people to make sure that they turn out like sitting in legislative hearings watching people testify for hours and hours and running back and forth through government office buildings to find where the dflers have put the uh the, the committee hearings that by giving money to a bunch of guys who make Let's face it, nothing but aggressive Facebook videos that give vent to your own aggressive thoughts on the subject you're fighting the good fight, because it feels good to fight the good fight, doesn't it? Of course it does. Problem is, you're being exploited in the process. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot, go nowhere, be right back.
1: AM 1280, The Patriot. Our special Prepare and Respond broadcast is on air this Sunday at 6 p.m. on our sister station, AM 980, The Mission. Twin Cities security experts will discuss tools for defending your building and employees, planning for an emergency situation, and other vital information. This is a must-listen broadcast if you're a leader in your church or a small business owner. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxell.
6: He arrived right at noon to get the toilet in shape, when all of a sudden, their dog Hershey escaped. And rather than stand there flat on his feet, he set down his tools and chased her down the street. He's your Benjamin Franklin Plumber, and he's a true legend. 952 933 8888. Save $200 on water heaters. Dogs love warm baths too. How does the baby move in your
4: tummy? How does the baby eat?
3: please contact us at wnav-video.com. AM
1: 1280, the Patriot.
2: I'm in that situation where I've got eight minutes of airtime and 25 minutes of content to get through. Am I the guy to pull it off? I feel a little bit like uh, the Blues Brothers as they drive towards Chicago in the dark. Oh, I can do this. Anyway, talking about Minnesota gun rights, who were the subject of an expose on Fox 9 this past week, uh, in which it was pointed out that while they advertised themselves as a 501c4 nonprofit uh, capable of doing uh, auditing, or excuse me, lobbying, uh, it, in fact, their nonprofit status. Uh, has been revoked by the Internal Revenue Service. Okay, it was a. Pay- they're going to say it's a paperwork error. It might well be, but they are advertising. They've been advertising themselves under false pretenses for a bit here now. Now, will they catch up on their paperwork? Maybe. But the real indictment of Minnesota gun rights is is that they are not just ineffective, although they are. They claim that uh, of the hundreds of thousands of dollars they raise in Minnesota that they they, they claim it goes to lobbying and mailing legislators, but you can search all over the place and not find a single legislator who's gotten a letter from the, from the Dorr Brothers, D-O-R-R, or Minnesota gun rights, much less met them at the Capitol. They sometimes drop a few boxes of literature, and, and the districts they drop in are either completely safe uh, or, at least at the time, are completely unattainable, like they drop Ron Lotz's district. What's the point? Anyway, or they will advertise on radio stations, not this one, where everyone who's listening is going to vote Republican anyway. What's the point? And it's a, it's a drop in the bucket financially compared to what they raise. Now, the fact is, I know some good people who do volunteer for Minnesota gun rights and say, well, we've accomplished some things in this state. To the extent that you accomplished that the group accomplished anything in this state, it was through the volunteer efforts of people whose efforts would be valued in any organization and are completely local and have nothing to do with the Dorr D-O-R-R brothers. I say that to distinguish them from Rob Door, Doar, D-O-A-R, who's been a guest on this program many times and is the lobbyist for the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus at the Capitol. Anyway, they get hundreds of thousands of dollars here in Minnesota, the vast majority of which seems to get spent on direct mail uh, expenses at a direct mail company owned by the Doar family. Okay, so there's, in my humble opinion, some false pretenses going on there, but that's not the worst part. I mean, the fact that they're, the, the notion, I should say, that they are fleecing Minnesota gun owners to the tune of a whole lot of money that would be better spent on groups that actually fight for gun rights in Minnesota isn't, is bad enough, but it gets worse. Their message, to the extent that they even have one, is almost 100% directed at Republican legislators who, as we pointed out already, with one exception, are pro Second Amendment to the core. And by the way, at groups they see as their rivals for fundraising. I mean, they lie about GOP legislators. Uh, for example, I mean, they, they, like I said, they, they said that, that Jason Rarick was a gun grabber. Jason Rarick authored the bill that I was behind, and I'm i blocking whether it was constitutional carry or self-defense reform, sometimes called stand your ground, uh, in the House. And by the way, he will continue to be a solid pro-Second Amendment vote in the Senate. So Minnesota gun rights lied about Rarick because Rarick has come out along with the vast majority of the rest of the Republican caucus in pointing out correctly to their constituents what a bunch of let's-be-charitable charitable uh, underdeliverers and overchargers that—and let's-not-be-charitable— charlatans that Minnesota gun rights are in this state. Because—by uh, the way, they all, their message also includes lying about groups like the NRA— the Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, calling them sellouts and worse because they talk with legislators. In other words, they engage face-to-face with the people who, newsflash, make the laws. That's just got to be nefarious, right? Wrong. Wrong it's how the sausage gets made and if you have talked to yourself or been talked into thinking that engaging with the people who make the sausage in order to get sausage that tastes better is is a bad thing then you need to put down the sausage and the Kool-Aid because you have drunk too much of it they say this because it They understand one, uh, say this about the door, D-O-R-R brothers. It's a lot more fun to shout for at least for a certain segment of the population. And I will admit I used to be one of them. I used to think that, that being loud and confrontational was a goal in and of itself confronting your opponents was itself the goal and if you just confronted them with your example you would bring people around to your side of things no it does not winning votes at the place where the laws get made is absolutely vital to now there is a place for confrontational politics there is a place for an organization that wants to be the bad cop up against the good cop this by the way works to great effect about the time that the the Real Americans started turning the gun control debate around 25 years ago. We had a good cop on Capitol Hill in Washington, the National Rifle Association, who some thought was too accommodationist back then as now. And so a rival group, the Gun Owners of America, the bad cop, came out and became, and fought a much more confrontational battle. And they're still out there today. Here's the difference. The GOA is out there fighting, pulling in the same direction on the same goals that the National Rifle Association is. Minnesota gun rights is pulling away from gun owners' rights in this state. My humble opinion, and I think the facts bear that opinion out. It's more fun to shout or to appear to be on the side of those who are shouting than it is to perhaps do all the dirty drudge work uh, that actually is how the sausage is made. Why? Why do I think that that they are pulling in the wrong direction? Simple reason. If the good guys win and the fear of government encroaching on your rights gets beaten back, beaten down where it belongs, then the gravy train that comes from from fundraising people who are governed by their fear, legitimate fear, by the way, of that government goes away. If we win the gun control debate in this state by influencing enough legislators to, to vote on the side of freedom and the fear goes away, the gravy train that comes from raising money on fear goes away with it. Money given. I'll just say this. Money given to and energy directed towards Minnesota gun rights might as well be given to Michael Bloomberg or Moms Want Action or Protect Minnesota for all, or fad diet pills, for that matter, for all the good it does, Second Amendment activism, the Second Amendment movement in this state. And again, I know good people who believe in and support them. All I can say is you are being exploited. All I can do is bring you the information. All I can do is show you. And hope you make the right decision. You can lead people to water, but you can't make them stop giving money to charlatans sometimes. All the time I got, I pulled it off. Northern Alliance, thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America.
6: Markets go up and markets go down. What does your investment advisor say when this happens? Is he silent? What? What? You don't have an investment advisor? Please, everybody has what they call a a guy. You don't have an investment guy? This is Dennis Prager. If you don't have your guy or you need a new guy, the investment guy in the Twin Cities I recommend is Josh Arnold, investment consultant. Josh provides straight talk, not sugar-coated advice, regardless of how the market performs. Take advantage of Josh's decades of experience in the financial markets and call today to schedule your 48-minute complimentary review of your investment portfolio. Make Josh your investment guy and tell him Dennis Prager sent you.
0: Call Josh at 952-925-5608 for a 48-minute complimentary investments and retirement plan review. Investment advisory services through Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC. A registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Markets fluctuate.
6: All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped. But the side effects were so awful after a while that I, I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com.
5: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.